0: The statements and theories expressed on Booze Clues are those of the investigators and not necessarily shared by the geeks on the Influence Network or associated properties, venues, and sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. Please drink responsibly. We want you to enjoy the show, not be one of its headlines. Hello, investigators, and welcome to another episode of Booze Clues, Ice Cold Case Files. I've got a really fun one for you this week, entitled The Whiskey Wars of Hans Island. For those unfamiliar, Ice Cold Case Files is a weekly supplemental for Booze Clues that comes out on the weeks that we do not have a live show to deliver on our audio stream. These are all stories from history about drunken silliness. If you want to be part of our live show, our next one is September 1st in the Dark Room from 7 to 9 p.m. in the Hofheimer Building in Richmond, Virginia, in Scott's Edition. For more information, go to GUIPodcast.com. The recording from our last live show will be dropping next week on this stream. So make sure that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your shows. And remember to rate and review as well. I also want to give a big thank you to RVA Magazine for giving us a great little shout out in the summer edition print version of RVA Magazine in the RVA on Tap section. So make sure you go out and grab your physical copy of RVA Magazine today and read up on booze clues and other tastic events and releases around the Richmond area. Now onto the story for those unfamiliar with the story of the whiskey wars of Hans Island. This all takes place within around a half square mile sized Island located in the Nair Strait, which is a 22 mile wide strait that is located right between Greenland, which is an autonomous territory of Denmark and Canada. Now, The dispute here is based on the fact that international law allows countries to claim land which is within 12 miles of their shore. So Hans Island, even though it's only a half square mile wide island or whereabouts, is within 12 miles of each shore, which is primarily problematic, not because there's really anything on this island. This is a barren island. There's suggestion that it was used as hunting grounds by the the Inuit's hundreds of years ago. But besides that, there is no usefulness to this island, aside from the gimmies that countries get on wanting more territory. The story starts around 1933, when the island was called Danish territory by the League of Nations. That ruling didn't take very long, however, because shortly after that, the League of Nations dissolved and was later replaced by the UN. So, with the dissolving of the League of Nations, that decision kind of held very little water. At this point, the conversation over Hans Island kind of died out as the beginnings of World War II started. And then later, the Cold War. The world had other stuff to do than worry about this little square mile island in the middle of the Nares Strait. That all changed, however, in 1984, when the Denmark Minister of Greenland Affairs planted a Danish flag on the island he left a note at the base of the flag saying, welcome to the Danish island with a bottle of brandy. And this is where the story gets absolutely adorable and the most Canadian that you could imagine. When word came out that this had happened, the next Canadians that hit the island, believe, uh, Canadian military, left a bottle of Canadian club and a sign saying, welcome to Canada Island. This has been going back and forth with the Danes' leaving bottles of schnapps, and the Canadians leaving Canadian Club ever since, any time one of them visits the island. They leave signs or notes and bottles for each other in what is the most adorable battle for turf that has ever existed on the face of the earth. Now, if you get into the research on Homs Island, there is a lot more to the story involving military exercises that take place not too far from the island and flyovers, and the like, but a lot of these stories are actually just kind of blown up by the media due to just this island becoming part of the popular consciousness again. For the most part, neither one of these countries has really made a major push to try to take control over the island, and any kind of claim on it has been, for the most part, since the 80s, just a running joke between the two nations. There has been a little bit more of a serious tone put on The island in recent years, as they've tried to work out a means of having it as a dual controlled territory, whereas both countries would have some claim to the island in a means of cooperation. The one downside that comes from that cooperation is there's a chance that this whiskey war, as it is called, may no longer happen on the island. I gotta say, I love this because it speaks so much about humanity as a whole. This is an island that serves no real purpose, it doesn't do anything doesn't have any natural resources, doesn't hold any strategic uses at all. And still there was at one point a, a serious working towards getting this to be claimed either by Greenland or, or Denmark who uh, controls Greenland or Canada. There were really people that cared about this matter. More so when it became part of the consciousness again, it was almost as a running joke and people on the internet made it a huge ordeal where it became almost serious in tone for a lot of people on which country controlled it. So much so that there was an added Google wars that came as part of this story where different websites, depending on where they came from, mentioned the island, either Danish controlled or Canadian controlled, depending on where the servers were or uh, the opinions of the people running the website. From all that I've been able to read, any serious inquiries as to the actual ownership of the island have been lighthearted and definitely not not leading up to military exercises, which is one of the claims that a military exercise that happened further south from the island was in direct response to the disagreement on the claim on the island. Additionally, there was discussion about a Canadian representative in Denmark being dismissed having to do in relation to the island, which is also false. It was something completely unrelated that had to do with that whole circumstance. I would thoroughly suggest digging in a little bit deeper on the history of Hans Island. It is charming and weird and occasionally hilarious over all the different claims and stories surrounding this like strange little circumstance of one island claimed by two different nations. I can only hope that so many other arguments in the world will eventually come to terms with a whiskey war, nations just exchanging different beverages of choice when trying to push claim on territory. One can only hope, I guess, right? If you have any other additional information on the whiskey war of Hans Island, go ahead and hit us up at geeksundertheinfluence at gmail.com or tweet at us at boozecluesGUI on Twitter or hit us up on Facebook, look up Booze Clues Podcast. If you have any comments, go ahead and send a text message or a voicemail to our Geeks Under the Influence Network hotline number. That's 804-505-4484. That's 804-505-4GY. And enjoy next week's live show coming from the darkroom in Richmond, Virginia. And make sure to come out September 1st for our next live recording. Always a blast and free. So if you're 21 and up, come on out 7 to 9 p.m. in the dark room, the second floor of the Hofheimer building. I'm Mike the Hobbit, and as we say on Booze Clues, case closed. Podcast.com. Are you ready for a totally radical night of trivia with Geeks Under the Influence? Then we've got just what the doctor ordered. Join me, the Hobbit, back in 93, the downstairs bar at Switch RVA, Richmond's premier pop-up bar, on Wednesday, August 28th, for our very first Switch RVA 90s trivia. We're going to run through your favorite decade in the same hilarious style that you've come to know and love from Geeks Under the Influence. Our totally tubular trivia starts at 8 and runs until around 10 o'clock p.m., so bring your leg warmers and your friends and come join us for the most 90s-tastic trivia in Richmond, Virginia. That's at 13 West Broad Street in the heart of the Arts District. This is Mike the Hobbit, direct from Fallout on a trivia night, telling you to come here every first and third Monday for trivia between 8 and 10, 25-cent wings, drink specials, prizes, and tons of really inappropriate trivia. It's a lot of fun. Do you guys agree? Woo! Definitely come out and enjoy trivia every first and third Monday at Fallout. Russian man terrorizes cafe wielding a chainsaw. Oklahoma man pulled over in a stolen truck with a rattlesnake, a large handle of whiskey, and powdered uranium. And Florida man does, well, anything that you expect Florida man to do. These are stories we cover on Booze Clues, a monthly live recorded podcast where we investigate the most spirited headlines from the previous month around the world. Join me in a cavalcade of comedians, performers, podcasters, as we dig into these stories and come up with our own ideas as to what may or may not have happened. Our next show is September 1st in the Dark Room in Scott's Edition in Richmond, Virginia, second floor of the Hofheimer Building. That's 2818 West Broad Street on the second floor. Doors are at seven, shows at eight, And it's free. So if you're 21 and up, come on out to the darkroom September 1st and check out our live recording of Booze Clues. For previous shows, check out GUIPodcast.com or search anywhere you get your podcasts for Booze Clues, one of the many shows on the Geeks of the Influence Network.